0: Good morning and welcome to the KLE Podcast, and this is your host, Sean Smith. We are talking this morning, Building His Church, the episode that was supposed to come out yesterday, but due to uh, audio problems, uh, we had to re-record today. The audio is still not great from my side. For some reason, the technical side of Zoom just did not record me well on, uh, on my side but I've broken up the, the whole episode, which was uh, an hour and 10 minutes. I've broken up into two parts. So this will be the first part, part one of building His Church. And we did a deeper dive today into the spirit of the word, the spirit of the word. Enjoy, and I pray that it'll bless you and encourage you and inspire you as well.
1: Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good to be with you again this morning. And we uh, we got the whole—I don't know what happened, but our software program botched everything up yesterday. So we are back to talk about That's right what we it, spoke about yesterday. But yesterday was spontaneous. Today, yeah, I don't.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> you and me on KLE.
1: You and me on, yes, that's where we started. <laughs> the great tagline of you and me on Kylie. <laughs> where did it start there? Well done. No, I didn't even remember that.
2: <laughs> I was I was thinking about uh, that over the night because we had talked about uh, redoing this broadcast just because of the, just because how it ended up sounding like Mickey and Minnie Mouse arguing about something uh, on the tape, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and uh, Goofy was in there somewhere in the middle, but the um, uh, the tough part is, like you said earlier, is that it's, the other thing was captured live. We were both discovering things at the same time, and so we'd go, oh, yeah, and over here, this particular scripture, this particular verse, it's almost like, I remember when we used to uh, rehearse uh, all the songs because uh, we used to, I used to lead praise and worship. I know you did too, mm-hmm. but we'd have practice or rehearsal on like Tuesday nights. And boy, I tell you what we would hit the, just start worshiping and praising and we would hit, you know, we would begin to really worship and praise. I mean, it was just, a, uh, um, I hate to say the Lord's presence was there cause he's always there, you know, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. always with us, but, um, Anyway, then we would, <laughs> we, would, we would write all those songs down that we did, and we would try to repeat that on Sunday morning. And, man, it would fall deader than anything. And we would wonder why. Well, it's because it's called the sacrifice of praise. If I've already sacrificed that sacrifice on Tuesday, how can you re-sacrifice that on Sunday morning?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't duplicate
1: that stuff.
2: No, no, you yeah. can't. So yeah. it has to be of the heart, in the spirit, and it has to be something where you're finding out what his choreography is and you, you find out where that dance is and you play or minister to that dance. That's right. And that's, that's what we begin to discover and begin to move that way. And that's why it's so tough to recreate something or try to rehash something we already did like yesterday because it's not, I mean, we could share the same principles and stuff like that and, um, and probably, probably will, (laughs) but it's just tough to recapture the same spirit of life in it, uh, without, uh, well, you can't duplicate it. That's, that's... Well, you
1: can't yeah, exactly, and and I don't try. I mean, I, I don't you know. Be, simply because that's exactly you know it, it, when when you when you when you walk in the spirit of something. When when you understand or you experience a pneumaticos, a thing of the spirit, right. pneumaticos things of the spirit. So when you experience something of the spirit, it's like that moment. But it's a learning process. It's a learning discovery. It's a an insight that you have. It's something that you, but it grows you. It matures you. It takes you deeper. It, it, it gives you more understanding, more application, more implementation of the Word of God and, and, and of the things of the Spirit. So you, it's not like it gets built into you and then it becomes part of you. You just keep, you, know, you keep doing it, but you know what I'm saying is you can't, Duplicate the experience, but yet no. the the principle is now in in who you are and what you do because it flows out of you spur a being, you know. Right. Does
2: it make
1: sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It makes sense to me because you and I have talked about that before too. As far as just, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, you know, to to. To find out what the Spirit of the Lord is doing at any point in time, and and to to do that, and then try to replicate that later, even in a seminar or a teaching or anything yeah, else,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: you have to. They who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of life in it, not uh, which is in Christ Jesus, not the letter of the principle or the letter of the law. Because right. once you begin to share just the letter and the principles, it's so dry you could you know, you look out and you see the sea of faces looking at you like, okay, when's this going to be over? What time is lunch? You know, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I have friends that still rehearse all of their sermons. I mean, they'll sit there in front of a mirror and rehearse even Uh, the the facial expressions and the, you know, the storytelling. Um, I used to be part of a, a group, uh, that sold, um uh, what was it called sermon of the it's called sermon of the month there was another one called parables there was another one called anyway we would sell these to to busy pastors that's how we actually marketed and uh it was a whole series it gave the introduction it gave the joke it gave the scenario or the the actual parable or the story and then it gave the scriptures and everything else. So you didn't have to do a thing except for practice that thing.
1: Oh no. nah.
2: And I mean, we marketed that all over the place. I mean, we, and we sold hundreds of them. Really? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, that's
1: one thing, even at my worst, I mean, when I first started, I, you know, I, I used to stammer and, and struggle to talk and whatever, but and I, you know, my my pastor, Michelle, my our pastor, that's what he did. He used to practice all week his message, so every word was in place. And 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 you know, I just could not do that. I just I struggle with it. And for me, it's got to be spontaneous. You know, it's just like what what am I sensing right now? God is saying, right, I put down a few thoughts. I mean, it's even worse now. Now I just really have something comes to to my mind and my heart that I meditate on for some time and then I just get on and talk about it, you know,
2: because right. I,
1: I just feel like that that's just me. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants to do that, but that's just how I am, you know, so I don't, I don't criticize them, but they mustn't criticize me, but I don't, I don't know if you, if, I don't know. How how do you do a can thing? I just don't know how
2: you do it. Well, it says he who ministereth to you the spirit. Does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? The problem is, is that if I'm ministering to you a sermon, a song or whatever else, if I'm I'm not ministering by faith, on those other things. I'm, I'm ministering a song. I'm ministering a message. I'm ministering something else that I've rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed till I got it down. But it says, he who ministereth you, the spirit, it's not the letter of that thing. It's not just the song. It's not just, it's the spirit of life behind it. And that's, that's determined by the perspective in which you see not only yourself, but you see Christ ministering to that person at that point. Because you're, you're standing there, I'm ministering to the spirit of Christ, not, not some message or song. So I'm watching watching to see what he's doing right now and cooperating with. And that's part of what you were talking about yesterday, yesterday morning as we started into this, was in Matthew. It says that the uh, uh, Matthew 6, uh, starting with verse, I guess it's verse 20 actually, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven Uh, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break in through uh, through nor steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also for the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light if there if thine eye be evil the whole body shall be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness how great is that darkness for no man can serve two masters the 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 thing that I know that we got into yesterday was it was more of a matter of, of how, what, from what position do you see life? Because this is something where it was talking about. um, It was right in the middle of something. It was almost like he interjected this little parenthetical thought in the middle of this whole conversation that he was talking about. Uh, And and then all of a sudden he says about this, I, you know, if your I be single, um, you know, then the body is fine. Uh, but if not, it's be full of light. But if not, if it's, if it's corrupt or if it's uh, dark, your whole body's full of darkness. And um, from what I remember yesterday, which was, you know, 24 hours ago, so it's a little bit long for me, but um, it was just a matter of from what point or what position do you see life and what position or place do you see all these things happening And it's the perspective in which we see life. Even, even earlier we were talking about relationship. You were talking about relationship this morning on your podcast and it says, how do you perceive this person? How do you perceive relationships? How do you perceive, however you perceive things is how you're going to act toward them. That's right. Because you retain these things a certain way in your heart. And because you do, you're going to treat them that way. Um, if I see you as being a funny man, I'm going to treat you and expect that out of you. Yeah. If I see you as being a, whatever I'm going to basically treat you that way. And that's why it's so hard. Uh, whenever you're in a, a toxic relationship with somebody, you always express expect expect, uh, expect that toxicity. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, because of that, it's just, it's, toxic not only to you but to them they they have no ability to change at that point because you're holding them into that place yeah in that relationship yeah so anyway does that make sense or is yeah. am i kind of
1: no absolutely uh, yeah, that, that was the thing is jesus you know jesus always treated people as the people that could be not the people right that they were and and except the religious leaders, he said, You've got no chance because <laughs> right. you th- you say that you see but you don't see anything, therefore you are more blind and your sin is gonna remain. <laughs> so, right. So, but um yeah, and that that's uh, that's because what I was talking about this morning is the two different perspectives of your relationship. If you if you see your relationship in a short term perspective, then you're just dealing with short term issues you know short you're just trying to get over things but with a long-term perspective of course then you're starting to build and develop it for the long term and so you view it differently and 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 that's what we what we were talking about yesterday um and I just, I don't want to keep referring to talking about yesterday because yesterday's yesterday, yesterday today's today but the scripture basically you yeah, that verse of Matthew chapter six verse twenty-two and twenty three just really spoke to me over a few days and um and and when i looked at it because we quote and that's the point that i really wanted to bring out and want to bring out is that what we do is we quote like verse 22 and verse 23 and we take it to people and we say that you see the eye is the lamp of the body and and we like lay that down as a regulation as some kind of obligation some kind of law but we don't in fact see it as Jesus wasn't talking in scripture in verse so he wasn't talking that scripture as a separate thought to what he was talking about his conversation right. his communication his 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for his conversing with them was all one it was one theme. He was actually talking about yeah. the kingdom, but he here he interject not interjects, but he brings a principle in here between do not store up for yourselves and no man can serve. And right. and I looked at that and I said, you know, what was Jesus saying in this? Because it, it seems random, but right. it's not random. It's very related to what he was saying. So What was he saying? And then, and like you said, is the eye being your perspective? Is the lamp of your body? So, if your perspective is clear, if your if your spiritual perspective, if your if how you view things um, is clear, right? And you have revelation, your your whole body will be full of light because it'll be benefiting from. God's principles the, the the spirit of what God's saying but if your eye is bad in other words if you are spiritually blind if you are ignorant if you and you know we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago if you are an, an ignorant king in, in in walking in still in darkness when you're actually in the kingdom of light um you' that's your wrong perspective so your if your perspective is bad it, Then your whole body will be full of darkness. So it'll be devoid of understanding, it'll be devoid of really perceiving the spirit of what God's saying. So if the very light, he goes on to say, I'm reading from the Amplified here. So if the very light inside of your inner self, in your heart and your conscience is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness. And and so if we if we focus on the riches, the treasures on earth, um, we're trying to serve two masters. Right. You can't do it. And then he goes on to say, Seek first the kingdom of God. But the thing that stood out to me here for me was number one was the, the word that the Amplified brings out your conscience. And number two is the spirit of what God was saying, what Jesus was saying. He, Jesus said in, in uh, it's a John chapter six, he said, my words are spirit and they are life. Right. And, and, um, and what we try and do is we try and hold people to a regulation. Right. And, and the, so the conscience part of it is, let me just get back to that scripture, is that something inside of you, if, if you don't listen to your heart, if you don't have the right perspective and don't, because if you're focusing on something else, you're going to change your perspective. In other words, if treasures become the thing that you serve, it changes your whole perspective. And what it does is you you begin to dampen the voice of your spirit, which is your conscience. You begin to dampen that and you're not spiritually perceptive anymore. So you, you suddenly become less and less sensitive to the spirit of the word. Now you start you start depending on the regulation of the word, the obligation. And that's why we preach we what we do is we go into the world and we say, well the, the Bible says in Matthew chapter six verse twenty two that if your eye is bad you or twenty three, your eye is bad, you are full of darkness. But we've we've we so we, we condemn people right with, with the scripture with like kind of a law nearly a regulation on them but we haven't brought the spirit of the word to them
2: right and the spirit of it there in in Matthew 6 is where he's he's talking to them and it isn't even he started out talking that way but in the context of what he's doing there he even says this is how you pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come right Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, let's see this according to your perspective. Let's, right. we are seated with you in heavenly places. Let's find out what your perspective is on this, yeah. and let that kingdom come. Let that thing come as it is in heaven. And uh, then he goes on to say uh, a few different things, and then finally comes to that point of, you know, don't lay up things and you know on earth and uh, wherever it is your mind is. You know, you can't serve both things. So don't keep looking at your at your situation around you, but see it from my perspective. This is my kingdom. I want my, you're not, you're not of this earth anymore. You're of my kingdom. I've been, I've sent you now into this world to not only tell them about it, but to demonstrate my kingdom come, my will be done. Uh, because my children are for signs and wonders as it says. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, And it's interesting because it says uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But in Proverbs 29, it says where there is no vision, the people perish. So if I don't have a vision, if I don't, if I don't see things from the perspective of God, basically I, I perish and it's not a a condemnation in that it's just my mind is going to be so focused on, the things of this world or the things going on around me, that I begin to believe that more than I begin to believe what God has said about the situation.
1: Right.
2: And the well, same thing happens in our bodies. You know, you got some pain or something like that. Where's your focus? Yeah. My focus isn't anymore on what Jesus Christ already did and what God already put on Jesus Christ because it pleased him to put this stuff on Christ so that we wouldn't have to bear it. In this covenant, under this covenant, you know he he bore all my sickness and my disease. Past tense, not not he's going to do it or he's going to take it away. Um, and and something that you said a little bit earlier that Jesus Christ always or Christ always projected on the people, or he always said what he believed they would be. And I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna take that just a step further. He he saw them as they are and they see themselves as the world sees them or as they believe that they are. But he's saying, this is what I really believe about you. This is who you really are. Hmm. And it's not a futuristic thing. It's something that's already been done in you. You are now perfect in Christ Jesus. You are, you know, you have been made perfect because of him. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that be thou holy, even as I am holy is not like a, it's not like a mandate that you've got to run out and try to be holy anymore. It's not a performance issue in that case. It's something, it's like he said, be their light. Yes. It's, a, it's a voice going out that changes your course and your circumstance. It's a voice going out and says, let there be light. Let there be firmament. Let there be whatever. And it, and it is because that's, that's how he operates. He believes something and then he says it. And that's why it says, um, uh, in Romans chapter 10 and talks about that, uh, quite a bit as far as just, you know, uh, watch how you say, don't say, you know, um, it's over there, it's over here, or it's up in heaven that somebody should go up and get it down again. Uh, don't say that's below the earth that, that we have to have Christ raised from the dead again. Uh, but this word of faith, which you speak is nigh you even in your mouth and in your heart. And, um, it says later on in that chapter, uh, it says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be so-so, you know, delivered, set on well, uh, be in health, be prosperous, uh, be made whole, delivered. It means that whole ball of wax for confession is made unto salvation. Confession, confession is a whole different thing. It's almost like, I've seen people try to confess that I have the armor of God. So what they do is they get up every morning. Well, I've got the helmet of salvation. I put on the helmet of salvation. It's almost like doing the rosary, you know, and you, and you go through and you just, you've memorized all these little scriptures and you just repeat them. That has no life to it whatsoever. It may remind you of some things, but it's, it doesn't do anything. The thing is, what is the spirit of life on it? confession, the word itself is homologia, or homologia, homo meaning the same as, but logia is something that's totally different than we've got a concept of, because um, logos or the logia, the logos is the word, Uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, Uh, that's what became flesh and dwelt, dwelt among us. Uh, So it means homologia, to speak the same thing as the logos, or speak the same thing as the word. The word logos doesn't mean the written word. It doesn't mean the Bible. And I've been taught all my life that that's what it meant. You know, Jesus Christ was the logos. He was the Bible. You know, here you go. Here's the scripture and verse. It means, it doesn't mean just to speak like rhema, um, um, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God, the word of God. The word rhema means simply to open the mouth and to utter something. Something, In other words, right now, basically, I'm, oh, I could be just opening my mouth and uttering something. But there's actually a thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind what I'm uttering right now. It's the spirit of it. Yes. That's what the word logos means.
1: Yeah.
2: The very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind the discourse, so behind what is the rhema. It's yeah. it's the it's the very heart and the spirit of what's behind the Rhema, or what's behind when I open my mouth and utter. Yeah. So that's what became flesh. That's what dwelt among us. That's who Jesus Christ was. That's why he said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. That's why he also uh it says that he was the um uh Uh, express image of the father and the word express image is C-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. So he was the character or the nature of his father. So whatever it is that you want to see is the express image of the father. Look at Christ, look at how he operated, look at what he did and That's he is the very thought, intent, purpose and motive behind everything God did from the beginning to time through him were all things created through him. He upholds all things by the logos of his power. I mean, it this he was sent this whole thing. His thought, intent, purpose, and motive comes forth out of power. He upholds all things by the word of his power. It comes forth out of dunamis. It comes forth out of this explosive, miraculous power that God has to create something, not only in you, but in the world around you. So confession is made unto salvation. I'm going to speak the same thing as the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive of God. What does he believe about this situation? What does he believe about you? What does he believe about these people? What does he believe about this situation? What does he believe? That's what I speak. And that's what confession means. So uh, I'm going to confess, you know, confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus. He is Lord. He's the only one with right of decision. That's what the word Lord means is right of the one with right of decision. So I'm going to confess that Jesus is the only one with right of decision over this body. It's not anything else. It's not some sickness or it's not any, any pain. It's not anything else. I'm going to confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive and work working me right now, quickening, making alive this mortal body. So, you know what it's, but it depends on our perspective. Going back to what you said earlier, you know, it depends on how we see things where Where am I seated right now? What do I really believe? What does Christ really believe? I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all power, principality, ruler, and might, and dominion. This is where I am. This is how I see all things. That's why faith is not not trying to get someplace. Faith has never been used as a verb. It's never used as an action word. It's used as a noun, a person, place, a thing. It's a place that you come from. It's a perspective. It's a place that you see all things from and you live life accordingly. So this whole thing is if, if your eye be whole or if your eye be single, if you ha- have the vision that you have from the perspective of Christ and his kingdom, then you're going to act a whole certain way. You're not going to lay up in your you know, around you, all these things in earth where moth and dust, doth corrupt, you know, you're not going to, as it says in Luke chapter 11, you know, if, if that's the case, then like Jonah, it says Jonah was, uh, you know, he heard certain things from God, but because of his perspective, what he saw, you know, he decided to refuse what God was telling him to do and got disgruntled and ended up getting swallowed by a whale and spit out at the shores of Nineveh, or where he started from anyway, not Nineveh, but and he had to make that decision all over again. So, and then it goes in and says, "For the eye, if the eye be not full of light, or if the eye be full of light, but where thy eye is evil, the body is full of darkness." It has quotes the same thing, but it's a whole different scenario there, where now he's talking about J- Jonah. But it still has to do with your perspective. Where do you see? Or do you really see things from the perspective of your father? and are there to further his kingdom or are you seeing things from the perspective of this world? So I'm sorry. I kind of got on a rant there, didn't I? Are you still there? Hello? <laughs> <Sean>? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, still here. I'm looking up <laughs> scriptures. I'm trying to figure out where you went. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. What else, I'm, is there? what else is there? Yeah. What else is? What other scripture can he use in there?
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. It's it's um. You know, the thing of, for me is that first off, you, you know, to have the right perspective is right, and the the problem is is that when we get the wrong perspective and we we dwell there, and that's that's, and that's what I'm trying to say is that is that yeah is that many times we, we, and we did, you know, I did this when we first started. I, it was as much, getting as much as possible knowledge. I, I mean, I was hungry for the word. So you get as much knowledge and you re- listen to as many cassette pages and messages right. as you can and read as many books as you can, because you're just hungry to get not, but you know, the older I've got, the more I realize is what is the spirit of it? I'm looking. That's true. What, 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 what is Jesus really conveying to me? What principle, what precept? And that's, you know, is, what's the heart of it? Oh, yes. I want to have a spiritual perspective. Right. And and be spiritually perceptive of what, right. What is he saying? Am I, am I grasping the spirit of what he's saying? Am I grasping the, the precept? And is my, You know, does my conscience? That doesn't educate my conscience. You know, it's because, listen, what we, if you're spending time thinking about um, how you can get, 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 um, and your heart, your wishes, your desire, and is, and your whole life is centered around getting, on Earth. Storing up, and you know, on Earth, what can you gather as far as stuff is concerned? And you know, that could be anything because he goes, he goes on to say, you cannot serve two masters. For either hate the one and love the other, or you will um, despise the one. I mean, love the one, be devoted to the one, and despise the other. You cannot serve God and and I put in there, you know, it could be it, it. it, in the Amplified, it says money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. So right. you could say you cannot serve God and... and right. Dot, 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 dot. What, So what else is there? Because anything else is going, will begin to quench the, the light that's in you so that the light becomes darkness. And how great and terrible that darkness becomes because you're unable within your inner self, within your heart, to actually be sensitive to what what the kingdom is about, what Jesus is saying. But now on the other hand, the thing that I really feel like we need to do as the body of Christ, when we go into our community, go into our culture, go into our world, is don't, go preaching scripture and verse right? and taking things out of context to suit your opinion. And, and therefore what we do is we, we bring regulation. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Right. And, 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 the, and the, the thing about it is, is we, we lay these heavy regulations, burdens on people. We, we actually bring in the law and I, there, was the other scripture I was thinking of. Um, was Second Corinthians? Um, is it yeah? Second Corinthians, hey, in um, chapter three, and um, when my computer gets there. But so, you know, if if we imagine if we went in and began to tell people, give people the spirit of the word.
0: Hey, thank you for listening and until next time, this is Sean saying God bless you and we'll see you on part two.